who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Some of you may think a podcast about representation, it's not for me. But if you're a human being, then the podcast Reppin is for you because we all represent something as people. So are you interested in knowing what you have in common with your favorite actors to best-selling authors and leaders in different genres? On Reppin, you'll meet notable people you think you know. You'll see what they show up for and you'll see what they represent. It's an insightful, feel-good show hosted by me, Evelyn. So come and take a listen. Reppin is available wherever you get your podcasts. The Toddcast Podcast. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and at ToddHancock.ca. Right on, Corey. Well, thank you uh, for taking some time here to join us uh, here in Vancouver, Canada, the Toddcast Podcast. Um, you know, I found your music from, well, I guess it was because you had on Mick Mars, uh, guitarist for Motley Crue on one of your songs, uh, Outlaws and, and Outsiders. And then yeah. I made a story on that and I posted it up at my website and stuff and it got some it got a little bit of uh, a little bit of love, even from well, from you and from Mick Mars, and it was it was pretty cool to see. And then as soon as I start digging in, uh, not only does that song feature Mick Mars, but it's like Ivan from Five Finger, and like straight up iconic country artist in Travis Tritt. <laughs> yeah, dude, like <laughs> how the hell did you make that happen? Um, well, I wrote the song back in 2015 um and and wrote and then um kind of got the idea for it back on, on a tour um and then when i brought uh you know when we started talking about the song i wrote it with the Churco boys and um you know we recorded it once we got the better noise uh record deal well obviously they're, they're with five finger death punch so uh kevin working with with five finger and ozzy and all those guys he kind of you know i guess had some connections and uh um he showed them the song and they were all just you know really stoked about it. Love the song, love the, love the sound and the message and wanted to be part of it. So it was, it was really cool. And what was I like being in the studio with those guys? Pretty cool. I bet. Hey? Um, yeah, that was, that was pretty, it was pretty wild. Um, the only one I wasn't in the studio with was, uh, was Mick. Okay. Um, I, Ivan actually gave me a phone call, FaceTime me, uh, from the studio with Kevin. Uh, and I didn't even know it was happening. And he was, he said he was in the studio recording my song. I was like, Holy shit, that's wicked. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then when I was down for the CMAs in 2019, uh, I got to hang out with Travis at the Blackbird Studio in Nashville and actually saw him saying his parts. It was pretty uh, pretty amazing and something I'll never forget. Yeah, man, he's like one of the best. 
Like absolutely. Not even arguably, he is one of the best. Like, yeah. Um, and then of course you went to uh, part of that story that I was writing on my website is that you actually went to Mick's place and heard some of his solo album. Like yeah, yeah, I got to hang out with Mick and cool is uh, that, man. It was it's pretty surreal pulling up to Mick Myers' house and him standing out there to greet me was was pretty neat and just getting to spend time with him. It's a yeah. very kind, kind, uh, talented but hum- humble dude, and um, you know, it was really cool. It was like going over to my uncle's place or something, just hanging out. He's just a really, really awesome guy. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's one of those guys that's almost the elusive crew, you know, like all the other yeah. guys, sure, they've done a shitload of stuff, a lot of interviews and stuff, but Mick Mars is one of those guys, like if you're lucky enough to even get to talk to the guy, let alone hang out with him, like pretty awesome, dude. Pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, of course, what I, you know, I, I dig deeper into your, your catalog and, uh, you know, you've done songs with like Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm and uh, Tyler Connolly from Theory of a Dead Man. I mean, I've known Tyler and those boys since before their debut came out. It's one of those, uh-huh. yeah, one of those right? So Tyler's a great dude. He's such a nice guy. Yeah, man. I mean, funny they, as hell. Yeah, like I said, you know, those guys have been buddies since like the get go. And uh, in fact, I even had a, a band management company with Dave mm-hmm. Brenner, who's a guitarist uh, as well in Theory. I don't know if you know Dave. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've chatted with Dave a few times. Yeah. Cool guy. That's cool. So what do you, what is it you think about uh like country and rock and like why do they why do they work so well together? Um I mean like I grew up I grew up listening, you know, Merle Haggard and George Strait and Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, all that good stuff and then even into Brad Paisley and Vince Gill. Yeah. Um as a kid, but you know, especially on my mom's side of things, but on my dad's side, I mean, you know, it was Rush, Deep Purple, Ozzy Osbourne, you know, Dio, Brian Adams. Um you know, so I just, I grew up on that music and that's just, I, I just felt like there was, there wasn't really a lane doing it quite like that, really mixing that classic country and, and, and kind of almost rock. Well, some of it is rock really, um, but just blending it all together. I mean, I love country, I love rock and I love metal. So um, it seems that, that, that I think, I think even if you look like, you look at uh, Outlaws and Outsiders, for example, I mean. I think that was also not only just the sound of the song, but the message, right? So it was a kind of a perfect mm-hmm. collab there. So it just, I think it just did really well because people resonated with the, with the song and the message. Um, you know, I'm really, really stoked and thankful for that. Cause that's a, it's a really cool feeling to know, you know, that people are connecting to not only your songs and your music, but your, you know, your lyrics and your message too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, you know, you, you, uh, you you clearly didn't lose the 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 creative muse i guess so to speak over the over the the pandemic and stuff like you're just keep pounding shit out that's you know like you're you're really in a groove right now it feels like hey well i mean it was such a big break for me i'd I'd already been at this for you know eight or nine years uh and you know prior to outlaws coming out and you know finally everything was happening the tours you know doing podcasts you know top 10 at us rock radio and everything was rolling and and uh and COVID happened so it just it, it definitely um you know i mean what else was i to do except for write about you know stuff which you know i can only imagine m- many people were feeling the same way mm-hmm. um so i just didn't want that momentum to stop so i just i kind of felt there was no choice but to you know keep the ball keep the ball you know rolling forward and Mm-hmm. just get get music out you know and then once we hopped once we got this tour when things started kicking again it was you know it just made it easy to throw out a new ep and just get back to the grind 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Of course, like now, now this is what it's all about, right? Like you, you are in front of your fans again. You're playing shows. Like, how good does yeah. that feel, man? Oh, that's that's the greatest. It's the greatest feeling in the world, man. It's uh, <clears throat> you know to get out there with with uh, you know your your boys and your team and and go out and see new faces every night and you know mm -hmm. seeing them sing your songs and connecting with you and after being off so long to you know first you know get off that hiatus and and go right into arenas across America was it was definitely a thrill of a lifetime and something like I'll not only not forget, but I'm extremely thankful for, for from Brantley's camp to Brantley Gilbert's camp to, yeah. you know, five finger death punch and, and Ivan and, and, and those boys, the way they treated me, it was just top notch all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. No, there, there, there's another name, uh, the Brantley, uh, <clears throat> Gilbert's going out with the boys in Nickelback <laughs> and that's going to be fucking insane. That is going to be an insane tour. <sighs> Man, you know what? It, it, it's, yeah, it's it's going to be a great tour because obviously I've I've uh, toured I've seen many Brantley shows now and all those his, his show and his cruise is really awesome. Um, you know, it kind of it's a bit of a stinger because I I was uh, you know there was talks of me fronting that tour and that oh I think that would have been I think that would have just been in my opinion what a perfect match. <laughs> yeah, totally right. And it'd be a lot of fun. I know cuz it worked with Brantley and I know it sure as hell it would work with a band like Nickelback. So yeah. I was really hoping to get that one. Uh but there'll be another one I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure there will be. Yeah. Uh what was the first concert you went to, man? Uh the first concert that I could really remember would have been like um we have this festival called Heritage Festival. Uh it used to be a big thing back in the day when I was a kid, Heritage Festival and and uh, air show um and so it was like you know air show during the day and then concerts at night from like six to eleven and it was like the biggest acts in the world at the time and yeah. i think i was about 11 10 or 11 years old and uh yeah I, I, it was reo speedwagon was the headline of that night okay and i remember that's like the first real concert i remember like going to and Man, I remember back in the day, like, you know, you burn CDs and stuff. My dad burnt all their all their CD, like all their greatest hits and stuff. Man, I listened to REO Speedwagon for probably almost two years straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> heard it that. from a it friend. A, yeah. Heard it from man. a friend. <laughs> Just such great, great you're songs. And, so uh, good, man. And that's that was an outside venue, too. Like, you're outdoors. It's not the conventional, like, you're in a stadium or whatever, right? Like exactly yeah it was yeah i'm just yeah. sorry i guess i'm trying to get this uh there you go focus mode back on there we go texts yeah. were coming in and stuff yeah there we go yeah. we're good <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit different when you're seeing shows outside than you know inside right it's a, a little bit of a different vibe right yeah like i mean especially um like in summer summertime it's just like you know that you, you just it's it's just something different man yeah. like just getting that that fresh air and Sometimes like festivals that are like on the water and stuff, you know, you just get that, you know, that cool breeze and stuff. And it's just, yeah, it's totally different atmosphere than, yeah. than, uh, you know, playing arenas and stuff, but they're still, they're still killer. Awesome. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, you know, this, uh, this says a lot about somebody, Corey, and, and, uh, normally I don't ask, but I'm really curious just because of what your music's like, uh, give us the three deserted Island albums that you need. Which three albums do you need? Oh, three out. Oh, man. Uh, that, that'd be good. It'd, it'd probably be like uh, uh, 2112. Rush. Gotta have gotta have Rush. Mm -hmm. uh, a Merle Haggard's Greatest Hits album. <laughs> and I'd probably, uh, 
Man, that's that's tough. Right? That's tough. I, I don't know what I, I can know. do. I'm, I'm stuck between like Brian Adams and Def Leppard. Oh. Um, yeah. What's the um, best Def Leppard album? Man, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you that either. Because I, I love, I love just different songs on, you know, yeah. um, I just, there's some that, there's some songs that just really, yeah. really hit me that just, you know, just stick with me that make them great. But the, I couldn't tell you. The answer is Pyromania, by the way. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can go with that one. <laughs> and uh, do you remember where you were when uh, Russia's drummer died? I do. I, um, I, yeah, he was like a hero. I actually have his drumsticks and stuff in the case and all that. He was a hero to me. Um, <clears throat> that's one of my biggest, um, like influences ever growing up on Rush. And, yeah. um, yeah, I remember, uh, getting to the house and actually my girlfriend and I were just on our way to head to Aurelia for Mike Tyson's stand up, uh, his, 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 his show that he was doing. And Pause. also a huge fan of him. <laughs> Pause. How was that? It was incredible. Holy was shit! Awesome. You saw that? Yeah, I saw that at the uh, at the Aurelia uh, the Aurelia Casino. Um, yeah. This was yeah, about two two years ago, three years ago now. And I walked in the door, and I my phone was just blowing up. I had like my brother text me, "Hey man, are you okay?" And then I had like old high school friends like that knew me when I was a drummer, like in high school, like playing on desks or like when I was like six years old, mm -hmm. you know, they remember me always talking about rush and, or not, sorry, not six years old, but in sixth grade. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, these friends that I haven't talked to in like 12 years, really like, man, I'm so sorry, but I'm like, what the hell is going on? And my brother called me and, and, and told me, and man, I, I like, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I cried. I called my dad and he was actually putting gas in and uh, at the pump and uh, it just kind of went silent when i told him he's like no and, I, and uh he's like okay I, I i gotta go i'll call you i'll call you back in, in a little bit so mm -hmm. i could tell that kind of it hit him too and that's what really hit me because my dad you know it's like i love my dad a lot so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, obviously i love i love mama too very much but um yeah i know to hear him like you know dad you could tell he's choked up oh like, yeah Damn. lump in your throat and you're like oh, oh here yeah we go. here we go yeah man. yeah so yeah, it was emotional, and uh, we listened to Rush all the way down. My girlfriend and I cranked, uh, and of course, I have time stand still uh, tattooed uh, right there. That's in memory of Neil Peart, actually. Okay, think of it. It says "Kick Drum," saying twenty-one twelve, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, and uh, huge fan. But yeah, we just we listened to uh, Rush all the way down uh, for the hour and a half drive, and all the way back. But mm -hmm. watching Mike Tyson stand up was pretty pretty amazing too. <laughs> And I, I, I put a smile on your face after that kind of news. <laughs> no shit, man. I heard about that. And like, <laughs> I've never talked to anybody that went and like, was, was you legit funny? Oh yeah, man. The way, the way he just tells stories, it's almost like, I mean, you know, it's like a, it's like a bio really. Um, you know, when you read those, those bio books of these, of these, you know, famous people in their lives, uh, you get the good, bad and the ugly and he, he told it all. And, you know, it was, it was great. It was, you know, it was <clears throat> sad, exciting, intense, and, and funny. Like everything. Like, I mean, like when you think of Mike Tyson, yeah. When you think of Mike Tyson, I mean, think of the life he had and and who he was and in his prime and all that. You could you could imagine. There's a lot of great stories to be told. Oh yeah, digging into the jail time and and all that shit. <laughs> like, fuck, what a crazy life! All man. of it. 
<clears throat> what a crazy life. Uh, insane. And I, know, and I know that you're a sports fan because back and forth texting, like, dude, hey, can we move it to 3.30 so I can make sure that we're going to watch the, <laughs> the start of the Leafs game tonight? Yes. You're a big, yes. big Leafs fan. Why are you a big Leafs fan? I'm curious of that. Uh, my dad's from Toronto. Um, so okay. going over to Papa and Grandma, uh, Grandma's house when we were little kids and have watched the Leaf game with, with Grandma and Dad and, and everybody, we just kind of blue and white to the bone, man. Yeah, fair enough. And so, how do you feel about this year? So so far, so good. Like they're looking pretty good. Uh, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's a great series so far. I think I think that's what I've been saying. I think every every series is really exciting. Yeah. Um, these playoffs, you don't you really anything can happen. I mean, you look at LA is shocking the shocking everybody now. I mean, I know Oilers won in overtime, uh, but I don't think anyone really thought that it'd take overtime for the Oilers every game. So, and I mean. You know, Toronto's back and forth. I don't think uh, anyone expected Boston to lose and, and the Islanders over Carolina. So it's, it's exciting. I don't know. I always just, you know, obviously hope for the best. But, um, well, it's great. Know, the, go. <laughs> yeah, the, the clean slate, though, that's the thing. Like, sure, you had a good normal season. But, like, postseason is a different animal. Totally, totally different, man. Yeah. Yeah. You see it. You look at, you look at the hits. You look at the block shots. It's just, man, mm. it's there. Well, they kept uh, McDavid off the scoreboard on the first game, which was surprising. Yeah. Like, how do you keep the, how do yeah. you do that? Well, it, it happens. <laughs> imagine, imagine a, an Edmonton Leafs final, and then they, they videotape Bettman and his head fucking slowly <laughs> blows up. Yeah, that would be, uh, man, that would be something. That would be. What are you, what are you binging lately, man? What am I binging? Yeah, binge watch. Uh, I don't know. We we, we watched a lot of The Office, even oh, like just reruns back and forth. Just which do you really like better, the the European or the American? Mm, European or American? I guess it's British. It's not European, but yeah, there's the the original Office with uh oh uh, I Ricky Gervais. No, no come um, on, no. You gotta watch <laughs> that, man. Like watch that. Yeah. Oh, that, of course, that's, yeah, that's what the American one's based on, right? Like, check out the original. Exactly. Pretty good, man. I'm not sure which, yeah, one, I, which one I like better. Yeah, actually, I'll, uh, I'll consider that. That, that. that would be good. Yeah. Uh, I also, uh, anything Brian Adams and Def Leppard are just mm. binging on their music lately. Mm. Uh, pretty much just both since I saw them live for the first time. I've been fans my whole life, especially Brian Adams, since I was, yeah. you know, uh, just even, even just drumming. Um, but yeah, since I saw them live, it's just like such a, such a different feeling, man. And like doing what I do too, it's, it's totally inspiring to, to see that. And it makes you want to work harder and, you know, be better. Dude, I gotta, I gotta Most. real quick. Cause I've told the story many times and people are like, fuck, here we go. Another, you're going to tell it again, but I'll tell it real fast for your cold. <laughs> so you're a drummer. I'm a, I'm buddies. I'm good buddies with Brian's drummer, uh, Pat, Pat Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. Good, good friend of mine. He's actually the guy that set up my kit in my basement. Anyway, That's so awesome. So I'm uh, supposed to I'm supposed to meet him in two days when I go see Brian Adams and Pickering. Oh, sick! Well, say hi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I will. Uh, so continue. <laughs> so uh, yes, exactly. Um, late '90s. I'm up in Prince George. I'm 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 doing the evening show at the Rock Station up there. We're presenting Brian Adams at this multiplex, maybe ten, twelve thousand people kind of thing, right? Almost done the show. He's like. Here's where we get people up from the audience to play. We're going to do a song. 
my girlfriend's like, yeah, put your hand up. You're a drummer. Put your hand up. Like, Fuck, just to shut her up. I was like, fine, put my hand up. Right. <laughs> sure enough. Boom. Spotlight right on me. So I go up. It's not Pat playing at the time. It's a different guy. Okay. But uh, he gives me the sticks. He's like, can you play? I'm like, yeah, you know, I can, I'm not a hack, but yeah, I can, I can play. Right. Yeah. And uh, we ripped through, he gets everybody else up. He's of course still stay singing. The bass player stayed playing bass, but we ripped through summer of 69 with the drummer standing fucking like right beside <laughs> me, a foot away kind of thing. Right. That's and, amazing. Uh, dude, it was the best man. Like, you know, as somebody that's never played, let alone in like a small venue to play, a play a, a, a stadium. Yeah, how did it feel, man? That and dude, like that, boom, like the kick drum, just <laughs> boom, boom. It's my favorite. That's my favorite part. <laughs> dude, it, was, it was the best. Brian afterwards came up to me. He said, gave me a hug, and he said, dude, that's the best drumming we've had all tour. That <laughs> <laughs> was pretty awesome. So yeah, that's good, cool, man. I'm good, good buddies with uh, with Pat. So say hey to Pat when you uh, when you see him. I have. Uh, I actually have a story about Pat. The, the first time we met. Okay. Um, you know, we were at the CCMAs and I think it was Edmonton 2015 or 2016, you know, so I was fairly new to, that was like my first, it was my first CCMA. So I was new to like knowing the producers and the players were and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. I was, you know, and, um, there was this house band at this party and, and of course me, you know, I don't know how much Jack I had that night, but I'm just rock. I love live music, especially when it's incredible, incredible players. It's just fun sure. as hell. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, I remember seeing Pat, I'm like, fuck man, this guy's this guy is awesome. Like, I love the way he plays, the way he hits. And I'm like, there's like a little Neil in there. There's a little, you know, Bonham. There's a, there's some cool stuff going on. Sure. And I just remember going like, giving him a signal like, Hey man, I could play. I could play as he's just jamming. He's like, it's almost like we're like, he's like, yeah, you can play. All right. And he's like, so there's like, dude, he wants you to go fucking play. So we switched. I don't know what song it was, but I think we switched mid song some, sometime. I think it was with the, uh, the Wilkinsons. And we switched, and he's like, "Here you go." We switched in the mid song, and then they turned around. Like they didn't even know. They're like, "What the hell?" We totally awesome. switched up, and then it was such. It was so cool. It was, anyways, that's how I remember it. Um, you know, we shook hands, hugged it out, and then um, I had my buddies were like, "Do you know who that was?" It was like, "No, it's fucking Killer Drummer." And he's like, uh, "They're like, dude, that's fucking Pat Stewart." Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, Pat. That's that's yeah. He's fucking awesome. They're like. Do you know, do you know who he drums from? I'm like, no. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't think of it. I guess I don't know. And they're like, dude, that's like Brian Adams, like you know, like Summer '69, all that shit. I'm like, reckless, no fucking way. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. The whole album. I'm like, no way. And then here we are. You know, this is almost ten years later. Um, I go see Brian Adams. We took our parents to see the see Brian Adams in Sudbury, and I was just hooked. And I listen to, I dude, I literally listen to him every day non-stop since that since that uh since that show all the tour like my that tour in november and december through the states with brantley and five finger like my band's like dude you're gonna listen to something else it's like the same shit every day i'm like no man i just yeah. i love it that much and me and pat connected and I'm, I'm hoping to i'm supposed to meet up with pat on wednesday actually Sweet. and um i'm hoping that uh he'll be able to connect brian and i and i just love to shake his hand and I know, introduce right? myself but yeah. putting it out there like how many times have you seen Brian Adams, right? Like personally, that's gotta be at least five for me. Really? That's a fuck. Good for you. <laughs> and dude, I've, I, I seen him in like, you know, we were talking off the, off the top there. Like I saw him at a really small festival in the Okanagan. I think it was a Soyuz or something like that. 
Yeah. And, and like maybe 5,000 people. But I, you know, at the time I was young, I was like 18, 19. So I fucking went right to the front. Like, yeah, literally could reach up and touch every single band that was there. Sass Jordan, Steve Miller, extreme Brian Adams. It was pretty, it was wow. a pretty awesome day, man. Yeah. That's a wicked, yeah, that's a killer lineup. Yeah. That's great. So yeah, you're going to hang with Pat there in a couple days. Really yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll make sure to tell him you say hi. Yeah, for sure. Hit us with, uh, I know we're, we're going to wrap it up here pretty quick. I want to catch the start of the game as well. Uh, but hit, hit us with, uh, with a near-death story where you're like, holy fuck, man, I could have just died there. Uh, a near-death story? Uh, we were doing, um, we went to this place called Talon Shoots uh, just outside of Mattawa. Mm. About, um, I'd be about like 35 minutes from here. And we were, we're this. it's these huge cliffs. Actually, I forget what beer commercial was i don't know if it was bud light or whatever probably 10 maybe even 15 years ago remember that guy jumps off that cliff huge cliff with a bud i think it's a case of bud light or mm -hmm. or coors light or something like that that's apparently i was told that's where they filmed it because there's a hundred foot cliff oh and uh but i won't I, i'm gonna say I, I didn't get up to the hundred foot cliff that's just insane uh, uh but we were jumping off like the 35 the 40 footers and and then I was like, you know what? Last jump of the day, you know, we did it a couple of times. So we got up to like, I think it was 60 feet, 55 or 60 feet. Cause it says on the rock. Yep. And, um, we were just going, I was like, all right, well, this is the last one. Make it good. And my buddies were in the water and I, I cracked a joke. And as I cracked the joke and pushed off, I just kind of slipped, I guess. Cause we, it was wet. And mm -hmm. I just remember like front flipping and I was like on my, like just going, right like right on my back and i remember just seeing the rocks the rock clip like like going by my head i'm like this is it holy fuck and i hit the water somehow i still managed to fall i guess kicked off enough to like as i was falling i was slowly getting further and further out yeah i hit the water and i remember being about like this maybe six seven feet under and i could think of like with arms wide open, <laughs> you know, but I was just like sitting there and under the water, I could see the clear blue sky. And like quickly, I was like, fuck, I'm dead. Wow. You know? Wow. And, and then it was like, oh yeah, fuck, I got to breathe. And I just kind of come up and I was like, well, I get up. My friends are bawling their eyes out. They felt like I was dead. And I started laughing. I'm like, what the fuck was that, man? Holy shit. And the girls, the girl, the buddy's girlfriend that was looking up, like she is like red, like just bawling her eyes out and, they're not oh expecting it to be alive. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So dude, that's we, one. That's one that's probably near nearest nearest yeah, for me. There's a few others, but yeah, I've got a couple one. myself. We actually had. Uh, do you know the Okanagan very well? Uh, not not entirely, but I've I've been there. You know, no good number of times. Yeah. Well, right, right, uh, right, right beside uh, Penticton, there's a place called Okanagan Falls. OK Falls. And okay. Same sort of thing, right? Like it's the twenty, it's the thirty, it's the forty, it's the fucking hundred. But like, yeah, who's, who's, who's got the balls big enough to take a hundy? Like I should. Yeah. Do. That's, uh, that's I go to 40 high. easy, 40, 60. It doesn't, 40, seem, you know? it doesn't seem that, that bad until like you get up there and look down. You're do like, fuck, yeah. 100, 100 feet is fucking high. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. All right, Corey, uh, one last question. It's probably the hardest or maybe it's the easiest. <laughs> can you, can you nail your career down so far to one career highlight? one career highlight uh you know what i'll say um one career highlight there's been many 
but I'm going to say uh, being the first uh, ever Canadian country artist to have a U.S. top 10 rock radio. And it also gave Travis Tritt his first uh, U.S. top 10 at rock radio, which is pretty awesome. Uh-huh. And Ivan Moody's first first uh, country hit. And I'll never forget, he uh outside of uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, before he was walking back on his bus before the show. Um, he said hi to my dad and everything. And as we're walking back to my bus, and he's going back to his, he says, hey, man, wait a second. I never got a chance to thank you. I said, for what, man? He's like, thanks for, for giving me my first ever country hit, me considered into, you know, country music and and uh, a top 10 and a, and a gold record. I was like, holy shit, wow. So that that, that was pretty cool. So how do you uh, find- The fact that they're all stoked on that. Yeah, fuck yeah. How do you find out about that? Is that your manager or like who tells you that, that you're top 10? Um, well, you tell you like, uh, no, well, it's your, oh, like the, the, um, like that I'm the first to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just, we just figured it out. I mean, if you, there's, there's no one else who's, who's done it. I mean, there's, um, you know, we consider the fact that Dallas Smith is, you know, a singer default, right. But, um, good buddy, yeah. yeah. So like a guy like him where, um, you definitely got, they, they went number one, I believe multiple times in the States at, at rock radio. Well, him, um, him and, and Joey Moy. Do you know Joey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another good buddy. So, like, holy fuck, can that kid write? Can that kid produce? Like, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever met Joey, but obviously, I've, I'm very aware of his success and mm-hmm. his, uh, you know, what he's been doing. Um, but I think Dallas is the like tech, like, you know, um, as a, as a, you know, he did it with Default as, a, as a rock band, right? Right. But as a solo Canadian country artist, yeah. We, yeah, that's uh, amazing. That's yeah, amazing. so I'm, 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 I'm pretty. You know, I, I just think it's really cool. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of it's changing that lane a little bit. So hopefully that that kind of stuff just keeps happening. Yeah. What's the rest of uh, 23 looking like for you? Uh, we have you know so far, uh, I think about 10, 10 festivals across Canada, which is really yeah. awesome considering, um, like I really haven't toured Canada since twenty sixteen. So wow. it'll be back it here playing. It's been that long, man. Like wow. the actual do like multiple festivals uh, throughout the summer. Yeah, it's Ooh. been it's been long. Where's the closest you're hitting to to Van? Uh, would be the Sun Sunfest. That's uh, I forget the name of the place, but in BC, is it, <laughs> is it in BC? Yeah, it's in BC. Yeah, Sunfest. Okay. Um, yeah, it's on. Out. I can't even think of the name right now. Uh, yeah. the, the name of the city, but, it, but it's a big one. I mean, Billy Billy Carrington headlines. Oh, cool! I think I think Blake Shelton's on a Friday or something. Hmm. Wow! Yeah, so that's, that's that a big one. That's well. the closest one. That's the yeah. closest one, and then uh, Regina on Canada Day. Oh, okay. Oh, great! Well, but, great. but that's not announced yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's just between us. Then. <laughs> that's it. Uh, yeah, CoreyMarks.com will have all that shit, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and. I uh, Instagram too. Instagram is my uh, yeah. You're, my, easy, my, you're easy to find on on Instagram and Twitter. It's Corey Marks Music. Yeah, yeah. All right, Corey, dude. Hey, nice man, to well, meet you. Appreciate you. Thanks nice again for jumping too, on and uh, and hanging out with us a bit here. Yeah, man. You bet. Um, really appreciate your time and thanks for reaching out for having me on your podcast. And yeah, I'm a big, big fan, go. man. Like I, go I'm so go. new to your music, but I'm a fucking fan already, man. I love I love what you're Aww. doing. I love that you're working with people that I know personally in the rock world. And uh, yeah, man, I just uh, dig what you're doing, and I want to support as much as I can. So 
Thanks again for jumping on, and uh, I guess we'll see you online, bud. You bet, man. We'll see you soon, brother. Thank you. Subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify at Toddcast Podcast. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Ever since I was born, I could hear the spirits of the other world. Where old stories take on a new life. If you break even one of these conditions, the consequence is death. And the world is teeming with possibilities. It's midnight, girls! They're here! Get ready to change! Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz! Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with as you've never heard them before. You are no more than a demon! Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales.